Beyond Sin 389. Hello, this is God. Beyond Synth is made possible by listeners like you. Today I would like to personally acknowledge Sarah Buchelman, Tim Carlton, Rachel Buchelman, Alex Seligson, and Mr. Magoo Samurai. Hey there, welcome to the show. This is Beyond Synth. I'm Andy, I host the show, and this is the final episode of Season 11. We've been doing Andy's Playlist Warehouse, where I play lots of cool songs and chat with the awesome listeners and patrons of Beyond Synth, and unlike most years... We're actually in January of 2024 right now. Usually I like to end the season, start the new season fresh in the new year, but I really wanted to finish this Playlist Warehouse series, so that's what we're doing today. I got some quick Patreon updates. So I think what happened was, I think he was asking people to change their payment method or something because a lot of these names looked familiar to me and I was like are these people upgrading their support or are they just changing their credit cards and re-signing back on? I think that's what happened but I'm going to shout him out anyways so we got Will Lowe, he's a cool guy and I think he's just re-signed on but in British pounds instead of dollars so you're now in the 850 pound club so that's exciting Will Lowe's a cool guy and then it says we have a new $10 patron Riley Both. now that's a name that sounds familiar to me so you might be a new one, you might be an old one, but the bottom line is you are one. And that is a supporter of Beyond Synth. So thank you, Riley. You're cool. Just like Timo Pesonen. Hey, that's Colmar. We talked to him, uh, was it last week or the week before, on uh, Andy's Playlist Warehouse. He's a cool guy. He's out there trying to fix up an old Xbox and making music for games in the $5 club. Thank you, Timo. And then it looks like Albion Algorithm has upgraded their support. <laughs> to the 1189 Pound Club. What a club. What a guy. So let's get the show started with a track and then we'll go chat with somebody. So let's listen to this song from Paladin from his album Quest. This is Phantom.
And that was Phantom by Paladin. And I just realized there is something I need to do. Before we go to the phones, I gotta do the rest of this year's birthdays. Or technically last year's birthdays. I think moving forward in the next season, we're just gonna literally call this the belated birthday segment. Where I do the birthday announcements for the uh, the patrons and stuff. So, here are your awesome belated birthdays. I might have read some of these before. I literally can't remember. But, uh, happy birthday to Ken Jeru on November 14th. Cool guy. Uh, November 24th. Happy belated birthday to Alex Barshop on November 28th. Happy belated birthday to Johnny Five. And then Caffeinated Pixels on December the 6th. Happy belated birthday to you. Happy belated birthday to Joshua Winter on the 26th. We just talked to him last week, so I hope your birthday was okay and that your fractured rib healed and all that stuff. And on December 31st, Hampus ML. So happy belated birthday to all of you. And now, let's go to the phone so i am here right now with kyle how's it going man pretty good how are you doing andy i'm doing okay yeah it's been a while since we've chatted yeah so you uh chatted with marco and i for one of the first power hours back at the beginning of the year yeah, it was pretty nice right before I left to uh, come over here to Europe. So where are you right now? Uh, currently stationed in Kosovo. That's in the Balkans down near Serbia and Greece down in that part of the Balkans. So what's going on over there? I feel like Kosovo was a country I heard of a lot in the 90s. And then I, I haven't actually heard that <laughs> that country's name in a while. Well, fortunately, it hasn't been in the news too much in the last 20 years. But yes, in 99, they uh, had some separatist movement from Serbia, so they became their own independent country. There was some ethnic cleansing, all that other. So America came in with NATO, cleaned everything up. And then 2008, Kosovo became a country of its own. Made some people upset. But since 99, there's been a contingent of American and other multinational forces sitting here in Kosovo kind of as a tripwire, protect everybody, you know, whether it's Serbian or Albanians, as well as all the historic sites, try to keep everybody from destroying a mosque or a monastery. You know, everybody was doing different things that nobody likes. So I guess remind the audience then, so you are a military man. I am. Uh, I'm a warrant officer and I deal with imagery and mapping. So that was critical when we had a border crisis back in September. There was an incident at a monastery. Some people, uh, I love the political terms that they come up with. Non-compliant weaponized actors. Non-compliant weaponized, so NCWAs? Yeah, it's weird that people come up with these terms because there's no bad guys. There's just competitors. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, that led to a border tension between Serbia and Kosovo. And my team is charged with looking at imagery. I have a really excellent team, a wonderful sergeant who knows what he's doing. I've got two young analysts young they're excited to learn they can do a lot of great stuff and uh yeah while we were doing some of this they caught uh, a group moving some equipment in and we got a picture of it It was kind of like a cuban missile crisis moment it got pushed up through our chain and it made it up to washington dc and then it did its part and i credit my team for what they did spotting what they saw for shortening the border crisis because once it got up to washington i'm sure people called and said hey knock it off take your toys home nobody wants to be playing with all these expensive explosives so i'm glad that worked out because the previous crisis was in may and that one lasted for about a month and a half right when we were actually coming in here so i prefer when things are quiet status quo i don't like it when people are <laughs> out over stuff yeah no doubt 
I feel weird now because I'm going to have to throw to a song. But like, you know, when you talk about like serious business and then I have to <laughs> interrupt and be like, but it's time to listen to some music. But this is really interesting stuff. So I want to keep chatting about it. But first, we got to listen to this track from DX17. This is Before Dusk. <laughs>
And that was Before Dusk by DX17. We're here on Andy's Playlist Warehouse. We're listening to cool songs, talking to cool people. And uh, right now we're talking to Kyle, who's talking about non-compliant... Was it non-compliant weaponized actors? Yes. I like a weaponized actor. (laughs) It's not something that... Yeah, it's really silly the way they come up with these things. Because it's like just a bunch of dudes that stormed a, a building and they had some guns... They had some bigger guns, but they didn't use the big guns, and then they fled. And we have infantry guys that are stationed here, and their commander thinks that everybody's trying to get his guys. And so part of what my team does is look at what's going on around the area, and it's like, no, there's nothing to worry about. So trying to keep people from going over the edge is kind of what I have to end up doing just with imagery. It's kind of something I was not expecting to do. I was expecting just to make maps, and now I'm having to try to show people there are no boogeymen behind that tree over there. So how soon after you uh, chatted with Marco and I that you then went on tour or whatever? I started that in April, uh, got married. Uh, The wife and I went on our honeymoon, and then I went to the mobilization training. So it was about when we got to West Texas in late April, and we didn't get to Kosovo until June, late June. So it was at about two months of just training that wasn't very fun. The training was harder than actually being deployed. Wait, so you weren't married when you talked to us? I don't remember when we talked, to be honest. I, I don't remember the exact date. It's just all been a blur. Hold on here. Do I have the episode pulled up? Let's see. That episode came out in February 6th, which means we probably recorded in January. Okay, yeah, we didn't get married until April 1st. Ooh, fucking uh, April Fools. Yes. Did people think you were joking? Yes. Some people didn't think we were seriously going to get married on that day, but it's an easy number to remember. So did you guys have a lot of fanfare? Did you have a very efficient town hall type thing? What'd you do? Uh, We went over to a local chapel that some people had built. Uh, Some tech people had a nice little chapel out in Hill Country, and then we went back to to her HOA, they've got a community center, and we just had pizza and beer and chatted there and hung out with people for a couple hours. We also had some barbecue, and it was just a real nice time. Just mostly her coworkers, my coworkers, friends and family, so it wasn't terribly large, and uh, just had a nice time. Well, that's the way to do it, man. Fucking, I mean, I guess just because I'm a guy, so it's really easy to be like, what's up with all this fucking wedding fanfare? But it always makes me happy when people just do like, you know, you just want to have a cool time, man. Just fucking have some drinks and be with people you like. Yeah, and then spend more money on the honeymoon. We went down to the Dominican Republic and relaxed out there and just enjoyed the sun and the beach for a while. Did you just get a dog, or did you already have a dog? Uh, We've had her since January of 22. So who was watching the dog when you were in the Dominican Republic? My wife's mom loves dogs, so she just hangs out over there and she loves all the attention that grandma basically provides. (laughs) A cousin over there, one of my wife's nieces, I think she's about 10, and she loves playing with dogs, so the dog is always getting attention over there. So that's cool. And so then it was a successful uh, honeymoon, like everything was uh, smooth sailing? Oh, yeah. It worked out great for us. There was a couple we met. They were going to get married there, and it hadn't rained except for the day that the wedding went on for them. So it was just poor <laughs> timing for them. So we lucked out. We didn't have any issues, but... For them, yeah, I felt bad that it rained just that day. Well, hey, whatever. The bottom line is this, all right? I'm glad that that all went smoothly. We got a list of some more music, but then uh, we're going to keep chatting. What do we got here? Let's see. Oh, I got a track here from Evans. Let's listen to this. This is Light of Hope by Evans.
And that was Evans with the track Light of Hope. And I'm here right now, Andy's Playlist Warehouse, listening to cool songs and chatting with Kyle, who is in Kosovo right now. So how long are you going to be there for? I'll be here until about March, April time frame. Then I'll be back in Texas, finish up our demobilization where we turn everything in. And then I'll go back to my civilian job and get back to regular life once you start there's no like uh, taking a trip back to texas here and there like you're just there for the whole time fortunately this deployment is very unique we actually did get time off so i took about two weeks off in october to travel with the wife to greece so she flew over to amsterdam and then we flew on down to greece and got to enjoy the beach and the sun and all that just as everything started cooling off end of the big tour season so it wasn't too bad that was exactly halfway through the deployment for that part so what do you do for fun over there then while you're in kosovo i'll be honest we work six days a week and when i'm done in the evening i'll just watch youtube sundays i'll just watch youtube or play video games my sergeant and i will get a car and we'll just go drive around and look at different historic sites but i mean it's a nice country here decent food inexpensive but with everything set up it's you know there's not much you can do you're not going golfing or any stuff like that when you say play video games like are you allowed to bring a console out there or are you just playing on your phone um you can bring anything over here there's a full-up store you, know, you can go to the mall here and buy TVs. Um, I ended up in my room having a uh, what is this, 65 inch TV. My roommate ended up quitting halfway through the deployment. So when the TV finally arrived, he left. So I ended up having the TV all to myself. <laughs> hey, there you go. So then what have you been uh, playing then? I've been playing Civilization VI. That has been a real big time sink. You know, I've never played one of those games. I heard they're good. Yeah, they're decent. Sometimes I get surprised at the games that I enjoy. Like, I ended up liking Stardew Valley and stuff like that that I never thought I'd like because I'm always just playing, you know, action games, right? So it's sometimes a new experience is welcome. Exactly, yeah. That, that would be pretty nice just to try something different. Um, I just have a basic laptop, so playing Doom or any of the big cool video games right now is not really something I can do with this, but it's just something to get my mind off what's going on. And fortunately, things aren't that stressful that I have to worry about too much of a distraction. It's just main thing is just getting away from people for a while. And when you're in an office with multiple people and some silly requests coming over, it's like, okay, let me just get away from y'all for a minute. But if you're playing on computer, are you connecting your computer to the TV or is that just for movies? That's just for movies. I brought over a hard drive. Uh, I ripped all my Blu-rays before I came over here, so I like to watch those. Blues Brothers is what I watched the other night. Dude, I've only seen that movie once. I feel like 30 years ago or something. (laughs) I know there's a car chase. Yes, that's pretty much it. What do you use to to fucking rip your Blu-rays? Because I was using this like free program called Make MKV. Handbrake and Make MKV. Those are the two I use. Yeah, so MKV ripped it and then Handbrake 
compressed it. Yeah, see, that's the thing, because I've never done any of the compression, so I end up with this folder of, like, every movie is, like, 30 gigs. <laughs> One of the Godfathers, because it was a 4K, it was, like, 99 gigabytes. I'm like, whew, this is ridiculous. Yeah, the only problem with that stupid Make MKV program is that they, like, update it once a month. So whenever I go back to use it again, it's, like, out of date, and I have to download the new one. Shoot, and hopefully they don't change the UI, because that's the thing. When software changes the UI, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah, that pisses me. They do that all the time on Apple, so, like, they'll update the program, and, like, the functionality is the same, but now, like, well, now the play button is over here, and it looks different. I'm like, why? Like, why are you doing this? (laughs) It worked before. Well, we have updates over here on our military networks, and they'll update, say, the print server, but they won't tell us that. So then we can't print anything. And you're like, why did you change this name? So we'll be out of operation for a day or two because someone did an update and then it sent an email. That's why I'm always, has, I still haven't even updated my uh, Mac OS just because I'm like, at the second I do this, I know one of my stupid audio things isn't going to work. I always update right away. And this is like the first time I'm like, I think I'm just going to not update for like six months because it always really frustrates me when I do. And there's like always one of my procedures gets fucked up in the update even though i don't even do crazy stuff but i always seem to that always seems to happen so yeah just the problem of technology it moves forward but sometimes whatever we're doing just doesn't work with that it's what it's like to be an old man that's how i feel i'm an old man i just like hey man if the program was working before if it ain't broke don't fix it that's my motto shoot we've got old data i've got data that i found from 2014 we were throwing out old boxes I've got a room full of maps from 1998 to 99. This place ends up being like a hoarder's dream place. Just everything just gets piled in one area. Um, Sometimes I joke, top men are handling it, but that goes over some people's heads. The Ark is a source of unspeakable power and it has to be researched. And it will be, I assure you, Dr. Brody, Dr. Jones, we have top men working on it right now. Who? So, like, how long are your work days? Uh, Typically, we do about 10 hours. Now, there's about an hour and a half that we'll go have lunch and go to the gym and lift. Now, during the crisis time periods, we'll plus up to 12 plus hours. During, like, September, when all that kind of kicked off, my guys were doing 12 hours and we were doing 24-hour operations seven days a week, the way we had split it up between the four of us. I don't know if this applies to military stuff as well, but, like... Do you get overtime? <laughs> like, if there's, like, a crisis happening and you guys have to work extra hours, is there, like, a wage compensation? I wish, but no. It, we could work one hour or 36 hours in one day, and we're paid the same. So it kind of balances out. There's some days where we haven't done it here, but there's been other times I'd read a whole book on a shift. But this time, I'm actually taking care of stuff, cleaning up data, getting rid of stuff, trying to update things trying to make it better for the next guy and then boom a crisis will happen or eh, something small will pop up and then we'll have to plus up and you're like well there goes my sunday (laughs) (laughs) well look i want to listen to some more music and maybe we'll uh i'll I'll say goodbye to you but we'll listen to some music first and then you can uh, i'll give you a whole length of a song to think of something to say but uh we're gonna listen to this one first this is a track from violet fears this is look at me
And that was Look At Me by Violet Fears. And uh, we're here in Andy's Playlist Warehouse listening to cool songs, talking to cool people. We're talking right now to Kyle, a.k.a. Waylon Kasky Geospatial, all the way from uh, Kosovo in some base doing important work. Yeah, so you're telling me then the whole time you've been here you haven't listened to the show? No, it's just hard to listen to music with people talking because you will know, be working and then, ooh, what, what, is, what is Andy and Marco saying here? And then I get distracted, so I, I just just have to put that off so i just listen to chill wave in the background some people <laughs> think it's elevator music but it's relaxing to me yeah plus i mean you got to focus right i'd feel really bad if you were like listening to my show and then getting distracted and then some serious thing happened and it was like but i was listening to stupid andy talking you know like so you're doing the right thing yeah we're, we're watching the video feed and then Bigfoot walks across the screen and we miss it. Yeah, that yeah. would be a moment in history lost. True. Being distracted by another discussion on Scarface. Yeah, it would also be very interesting to find out that Bigfoot lives in Kosovo. <sighs> there would be weirder things out there, I'm sure. Speaking of Scarface, there are a few mansions out here that might put Tony to shame. Uh, I was flying in June and we were flying over on a helicopter and I felt like a DEA agent just looking out the windows like, Huh, that's a pretty big compound for a country that doesn't make a lot of money. We should go pay the guy a visit, man. Maybe you'll get some free supplies. Yeah, I mean, they're already funneling it from Albania. <laughs> it's a drug corridor. <laughs> sure. I, I, I know so little about what goes on, so... The news I read usually is all about video games. Or how bad Marvel is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the, that's <laughs> not news. That's just the state of things, so we'll see. Are you up to date on all that stuff? Well, they got rid of the movie theater over here. At mm-hmm. one point, this camp was going to be closed sometime 10 years ago, so they got rid of the movie theater. And so, really, it's just whatever I can pull up off of Netflix or Amazon Prime. So, is there really any good movies I've missed in the last couple months? I don't know. I don't really think so. I know lately I haven't, to be honest with you, I uh, I never have time anyways. I'm just, I start a whole bunch of shows and I don't finish them. And I'm just trying to get my money's worth out of Mortal Kombat because I paid a lot of money for the game. So, I'm just stubbornly grinding at that game, even though I'm not 100% sure if it's that good. But I'm stubborn. If I pay money for something, it's like I'm going to get my money's worth, damn it. I keep forgetting they bring out new Mortal Kombat, so I'm just imagining you having an arcade cabinet from the 90s and you're just over there in the corner playing it. You know, that might happen because I am trying to build a, an arcade machine right now. Oh, nice. So, we'll see though because I have no building skills and I am making it up as I go because I'm not following any instructions. So, it's going to be fun to see how it turns out, if it even turns out at all. But if it does, then yeah, I'll play Mortal Kombat on that for sure. Nice. That's what my future holds. So, listen man, I'm going to hang up on you but is there something you wanted to talk about before i hang up on you no i think we covered everything um you know i look forward to getting back stateside and actually getting to play retro arcades again definitely miss that <laughs> you know do that kind of social thing instead of being kind of in a l- weird little camp yeah that sounds good but then oh. so it's in your wife is holding down the fort oh yeah yeah she's gotten a promotion there at the county you know she's a deputy still but now she's a lieutenant so she's been taking care of things and so we look forward to seeing each other again uh, going on some more travels that's our big thing is traveling the world so hey man well that's awesome <laughs> I just like living vicariously through other people's lives you know it's nice when people have a nice uh, successful partnership people taking care of business and serious jobs and and there's dogs and I don't know I'm just repeating the things you've said to me <laughs> what's the reason I always like this show it's like a good nexus point you know finding about someone working on some interesting magnets or a guy nearly loses his arm through a window, people making great music, you know, some interesting casts and patrons. 
So like I said, it's one of those little central points that this show kind of ties everything together. I am noticing now that there are a lot of Beyond Synth listeners and supporters who work in IT. Hmm. That's a common thread. But then, uh, you know, then I get all these interesting things where I'll talk to, you know, guys like you, man, who are fucking doing uh, serious military business in other countries. And I'm just here in a weird padded room. That's my job is uh, talking on a microphone. Well, this is a plywood room here. And uh, when I walk through some of our offices and someone's on hold and I'll hear the Cisco hold music, I'll say, ah, Tim Carlton. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's classic. I like that that song has reached uh, every place in the world. And I know that because it's beyond synth. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, man, listen, you have a, a lovely holiday, or I don't know if you can really celebrate it that much out there, but, uh, you know, do what you got to do, and I guess we'll, we'll catch up with you when you come back stateside. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, Andy. You have a Merry Christmas and good holidays. Yeah, take care, dude. Bye. All right, and that was my chat with Kyle. He's a cool guy. Hanging out in Kosovo, watching ripped Blu-rays. So how about this? Let's listen to another song, and then we'll go chat with somebody else. So let's listen to this one from The Last Concord. This is Teenage Love.
And that was Teenage Love by The Last Concord on Andy's Playlist Warehouse, where we're listening to cool songs and chatting with the cool listeners and patrons of Beyond Synth. And right now, I am chatting to Akio Nakasone. Is that correct? That is correct. You got it correctly. Hello, Andy. Hey, man. So what's uh, going on in your life? Not much. Right now, I'm I'm in a room because I'm at school right now, even though I'm not actually taking classes, but... I'm just here hanging out because it's the morning time and uh, I have, there's, there's no classes, but I, I just want to hang out in a quiet room sometimes. Wait, are you a young man? I am not a man, uh, a young man. I, I went to, uh, I, I went back to school recently, so oh, okay. that's what I'm doing right now. I like how you almost started that with, I am not a man. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I, I, I heard that. I was like, let me just continue on because uh, I know I'm not a man. So, I, <laughs> Okay. Was this continued education? Are you trying to redirect your career focus? Uh, re- yeah, more of a redirection. I was told that I was a group of people called changers, which pretty much just pretty much change their careers every few years because they get bored with their jobs. So, oh, you said changers? Yeah, like changers. That's what someone called me. Like you're a changer. Oh, okay, so I thought you said ginger. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's that's a whole different type of profession. So, what were you doing before? Uh, I was I was doing market research for media, a media market research person. You know, I, I'm trying to think of anything layman, but yeah, so I, that's what I pretty much did. Uh, I did like focus groups and things like that for television movies, shit like that. So what was your function in that process? I would run the focus groups. I would come in, make them watch like a television show, commercial, whatever, and then run the focus group, ask them questions like what you liked, what you didn't like. Just pretty much interview a group of people and uh, take down information and give it to people that hired us. So when you run the focus group, you're up there with the clipboard? Yeah, pretty much. I really don't have a clipboard. Sometimes there's somebody else there taking notes, and I'm just kind of talking to people off the cuff. Is like it that. your job to collect the people? Uh, no, that someone else does that. When I first got hired, I was one of those people that would go around and be like, hey, do you want to be in a like a study or something you just, off the street and you know have people sign up? So I'd kind of recruit them. After a while, you know, you're the person kind of running the the show sometimes. Did you ever focus group anything that I would know? Did you go like, hey, you guys hip to the Wednesday dance on Netflix? (laughs) No, that was a while ago, so um, I'm trying to think the last thing I did, because it was mostly commercials. Okay. And there's some other, like, stupid stuff on, like, MTV, things like that, but I don't think there's anything you would probably be interested in. So honest. when you do when did you when you do it for commercials is the purpose like asking people if they understand what the commercial was for or like because if it's like some weird commercial that, yeah there, it, yeah yeah because there's like a bunch of like different questions you can ask like what the product is or like would you buy this product if you saw this commercial shit like that you know and then sometimes we ask them like okay where you consume your media do you, are you do you read a lot do you watch TV are you on the internet things like that so I think that also gets information about where they can put like certain ads and shit like that like you know but you don't do that anymore no I haven't done that in a while I quit that and worked at a hotel for for a few years and then changed again and that's where I, sometimes, sometimes you need a new skill so I gotta go back to school for it so mm. that's where I am right now well I'll tell you where we are here in the show is it's music time it is okay no god that was awful <laughs> look the point is this this all sounds very interesting I want to ask more about it but first I want to listen to some music I got a track here from Fake Life. This is Death by Radio.
And that was Death by Radio by Fake Life. And we're here, we're listening to cool tunes at the end of the year, wrapping things up, listening to all the awesome music, talking to the cool people like Akio, who is one of those changers <laughs> who uh, keeps changing professions. We're talking about market research and focus groups. We're talking about working in a hotel. What'd you do in a hotel? I did a lot of things. I, you, know, you work your way up, then when I was done, I was like a night manager, so I was mostly working nights because I, I am a night, oh, I used to be a night owl. I, I can't do that anymore. Mm. Again, that's why I changed. But yeah, I, I was like a night manager at, at a hotel. What does that mean? So yeah, you're pretty much a, you know like a manager of a hotel. You're just there at night <laughs> and you're just dealing with all the problems and all the unruly guests at a hotel, you know, in the evening and overnight. You ever collect all the unruly guests and then do a focus group? <laughs> I wish I did that, you know? Uh, That's actually a good idea. That's a missed opportunity. Hey, just gather them all in the room and just be like, here's a... I got nothing. I literally just blanked on a thing. (laughs) A thing that a focus group could be about. So wait, so what are you going for now? What's the the new... Oh, uh, physical therapy. So what kind? Like magical or real? Uh, <laughs> real, real physical therapy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> magical? Like what, what would you think of magical? Well, you know, like if you're in one of those things where like they hold crystals over people and stuff, like that kind of crap. Oh, uh, no, no. There, there, there are some of that too, but for the most part, you're making people you know, work their body and making sure, you know, that you kind of re- rehabilitate them and stuff like that. So so what, what sparks the interest in these things? Because they all are very sort of different. Uh, it's just weird romanticism. You know, you're like, oh, that's... That seems nice. And then you kind of think about that in the back of your head for for years. And then you're like, you know, I'm going to try it. Mm. And you just quit a job and go for something else. I don't know. How long does it take to, uh, like, how much schooling do you have to do? This is three years because it's it's a doctorate. So it's like three-year program. Okay. So what year are you in? Uh, I am currently in my second year. So, do you, like, in the first year, do you, like, work on dummies, or do they have, like, people come in that you can massage, or what? Oh, so, the first, like, what you do is, like, you, you take classes for anatomy and physiology, so you, you go to the lab, and you pretty much dissect bodies, so you get to know the, the, the human body better, and then you have other classes like that. We do have a massage class, you know, we do have things where you learn about exercise, and... Um, Wait, what? Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, sorry, <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> We go down to the lab and dissect bodies. Yes, because you learn about anatomy and physiology. And then there's a lab portion, which you have to dissect uh, donors. What? (laughs) (laughs) That's what you got to do. That's what you have to do. For physical therapy? Yeah, yeah, because it's still still like anatomy and physiology. You have to know about the human body. Is there anyone who was like thrown off by that as being a thing? Like, hey, I just thought I was going to be massaging fucking footballers' knees. And then all of a sudden they come downstairs and there's like a fucking corpse. (laughs) I I think so, but I think they let you know during orientation. So like, this is what's going to happen. You better uh, better be ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in a group of other professions too, so. So it's physical therapy, occupational therapy, and um, physician's assistants. So they all go down, and then you're in a group, and then you're just opening up bodies. And some people are more open to it than others. So sometimes they'll just stand up in a corner not trying to puke while you're, you know, just trying to open up a body. But after a while, I think everyone gets used to it. So it's funny seeing people first being all queasy, then they just don't care anymore. They're like, I'm just going to just open up this person's face, you know. Well, that sounds really, actually, I want to talk more about that now. That's (laughs) (laughs) But look, we got to listen to some more music. So I got a track here. This is a voltage rework of a Conan Moccasin track, which is sort of, the more I listen to this, it's sort of like the tune. It's very similar to that song, Blue. 
but uh, it's still catchy anyways, and so we're going to listen to it. So this is Caramel by Conan Moccasin, the Voltage Rework. And that was Caramel by Conan Moccasin, reworked by Volt Age, who's a cool guy who I had on the show earlier this season. But right now, we are chatting with the awesome listeners and patrons of Beyond Synth, and we're, we're talking to Akio, who's just told us that uh, part of his <laughs> physical therapy training involves uh, dissecting corpses. Yes, donors, donors. I, I think it's politically incorrect to call them corpses. Is it? At least that's what I, that's what I found out. So. Uh oh! Am I gonna get canceled? I know. Hey, hey, I was, <laughs> I, I was, uh, <laughs> I was, I was saying that the whole time. They're like, "No donors." I'm like, "Oh, okay, I'm sorry." But is this just a euphemism thing? So much stuff of people that just like so. just, just say the thing. It's okay. Yeah, like, I know, I know. It's and, and sometimes even like the instructors are like, "Oh, this." I'm like, "Hey, you said it," and they're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> "Yeah." There should be like a swear jar in the corner, like he said, "Corpse." <laughs> What what do you learn? Like, what do you glean from doing that? Is just so like you actually understand where the muscles are and these things? Yeah, like, yeah, that's pretty much it. Because I'm also a visual learner as well, so it helped me a lot. Because you're actually seeing where they're attaching to. Like, I've, I've taken other anatomy and physiology courses before, and it was like, okay, remember these muscles, remember where they're attaching. And I mean, yeah, you can remember some of it, but actually seeing it, it for me, it helped me a lot. And of course, you're seeing it on a dead body, but you know, you're, you're just like, okay, I, I see where these things attach to, and. Even when I was a small kid, you know, you're thinking, oh, I wonder what this muscle would look like. And then you're like trying to like think of yourself inside out. But now you can actually do that, you know. Well, you can't turn anyone inside out. I could just remove skin. Right. In fact. So what, what happens though, in, in terms of like the lesson? Like, is everybody doing the same thing? Like, is there an instructor at the front? Like, just now f- 
flay the face or whatever like <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah okay. well they usually it goes goes into sections or like okay like i think what they do is they try to start with the back first so the person's facing down so you don't see like a dead body's face like for the first time so right there you go and you start with the back because there's also a big area so you can kind of fuck up if you do because this is your first time so people don't know how to expertly <laughs> sure. flay people but so yeah you open them up and then you you you're like okay we'll start in the back then we, we start in different sections and then you kind of like flip them over and then you you know do sections on the front part then you go to the to the head the face things like that so it kind of they systematically do things and then they cover those topics in the kind of didactic portion of the the course how long can you use the same donor is it just for like a one one and done or it lasts through the semester because like you have to also you have to preserve the body because like that was uh, one of the big things was you have to use like a solution to preserve the body because it would dry out and it would just look like beef jerky oh oh, dude i was just about to say that as a joke (laughs) (laughs) no sometimes like people didn't do that and there was was, like a huge there was like a huge thing because people weren't preserving their bodies and the things look like crap and especially because you have to get tested on it so if the thing looks like beef jerky everything <laughs> looks like beef looks jerky like so they're like what? what is this they're like what is this like I don't know what it is like what? what's your fault because you didn't preserve it you know like so I was like like that's a spleen but like no, it's like, no. oh my god what a sentence <laughs> I love the, the idea at the end when the guy's going to grade you and they come up to your corpse and like hey man this thing looks like crap <laughs> <laughs> sometimes the people are like oh I can't believe I got a shit like people were like I of a shit body. You have such a great body. And you're like, look at, look at this. <laughs> so I was like, I want to go over it. Like, because sometimes we, we will go over it because there's there like a, I think they had like maybe about 10, 15 bodies. So you're invited to go to different tables to look at their uh, donors. And so you're like, oh, you know, like, oh, I heard this guy has like a good like liver. Okay, like we go over there, we like check it out. Or, like someone over at Kukumai, like, oh, you have like a great, you have a great like intestinal tract. Like, oh yes, come over here and I'll just let me show you this. And then you're like, yeah, it, it gets a little funny sometimes. That is awesome. I was playing this game called Graveyard Keeper for a while. <laughs> okay, what what is that? It kind of has the same art style as like Stardew Valley. Hmm. You know, like sort of a okay. top down view where your character's kind of small and it sort of has that 16 bit kind of art style. And uh, it's kind of a similar sort of game except you're a graveyard keeper okay you know you go to town and you buy things and get materials and then you get bodies delivered and you have to like make the graveyard nice and stuff i actually got way more into it than i (laughs) i'm so used to playing shooting games and stuff you know what i mean and so even when i discovered like stardew valley like that game took me by surprise because i actually like really liked it and i always thought those kind of games looks look really corny i'm just like i'm not gonna play some fucking like farming life sim game like 16-bit art stuff like what the fuck is this and then I got really into Stardew Valley and I was like fucking brewing beer and stuff so uh, this just reminds me of that because in Graveyard Keeper you gotta take some of the stuff out so it's like once you get a corpse you like take their skull and like some some of the meat and like you can like repackage it and sell it to the butcher and crown and stuff <laughs> oh I wish I could do that like oh you know <laughs> yeah here's some jerky <laughs> like, these, these are like farm cured meats you know yeah, like, yeah. uh, like where'd you get it like you don't want to know <laughs> but look we're gonna keep talking but I want to listen to another song. So let's hear this one from Morgan Willis. Morgan Willie from his album Damier Club. This is Final Cut.
that was Final Cut by Morgan Willis from uh, the album Damier Club. We're listening to cool music and talking to cool people. We're talking about beef jerky. We're talking about <laughs> working in the lab one day. No, how does the, the fucking Monster Mash go? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That was also the fear of, like, just a body just, like, just popping up. You're like, oh, fuck. So that's interesting. Is that something that carries through the whole time, or is that sort of, like, second year is filleting corpses, and then the third year no, is, that, like... that was, like, the first thing you do. I think oh. what they thought was the whole thing is, like, an intense kind of program. I think they felt like the people that did well in the anatomy in the first semester usually do well throughout the program. So that I think sense, yeah. they kind of focus it in a certain way. So then you kind of learn it and then you do. And then I still know a lot of the body be just because of that. So I think it does help, especially as a visual learner, because that's what, you know, that's what I am. So, so you get graded at the end on the same body? No, what they do is there's like the, the lecture portion or the didactic portion. And then you have this written exam and then you have a practical exam, which what they do is they will prepare bodies. They will arrange the donor bodies, the corpse, and you'll just pretty much go in like a line and just kind of go to each table and identify something, you know? So like you're not, it's not like you're working on your own body or you'll just be standing in front of your body and be like, oh, what's this? What's this? What's this? They'll tag things out in different bodies and you just have to go to each table and you'll just have to like answer, you know, the questions like, hey, what's this? You know, like they'll have something like pinned in like a liver. What's this? What's this? Or like, yeah, they're like, part of a brain they're like they're like a pin they're like what's that thing there I'm like oh it's a brain what, what specifically is it you know like right. do they ever try and throw you off and they just have like a plate of beef jerky <laughs> that'd be great what's so this like, they, they do they do try to throw you off because there's some things that are very similar to each other so you kind of have to be like okay i kind of see what it is and what sucks is too because sometimes like no matter what like if it does look like beef jerky you're you're really like trying to guess because the person that didn't preserve the body you're like ha oh, this fucking bastard and then yeah. you're just kind of think like what is it because you have like usually it's like every question is about like a minute mm. i think the test is maybe about like an hour so there's like 60 things so you have to kind of like look through so yeah and then sometimes if i don't know it i have to try to remember what i saw and especially towards the end i'm like I'll, let me just fill it out because i have to fill something out so yeah. Yeah, I just, I think I'd be pulling pranks if I was like the guy who ran that class. I'd be like, what's this? And there'd just be like a penis on a plate. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, sometimes, you know, there is the genitalia. You have to, you have to do that as well. See, that would be, to me, I think I'm too immature. Like, if I went to that class, it would just be like, all right, which corpse has the biggest dick? And then just start walking around and like, okay. Oh, no, like, seriously, I remember one time, one of my friends had a had a donor body. He's like, he's like, dude, this dude's like hung like a horse. And I'm like, and people were just like, I, I didn't want to look at it just because I felt disrespectful for yeah, some yeah. reason. But, but I think people were like, yeah, it was, it was fucking huge. Like, he's like, this dude was like a stud back in the day. I'm like, yes, I'm sure he was. <laughs> It's sort of like respect from beyond the grave, you know, because that's a gift only God can give you. He, he's smiling. He's smiling. And I'm like, yes, enjoy. <laughs> enjoy. Well, I, I'm going to, you know, donate my body to science. So, you know, it was a good experience. Fuck, if I did, it'd be really embarrassing. Because if I'm fucking sat next to the corpse with like the big dick and then they fucking look at my stupid <laughs> dick yeah. and be like, ooh. Well, you're at that point, you're like, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. Unless you're like haunting the thing, you're like, oh my God, why Why do they do this? Yeah. You know, like, why are they why? making fun of my smaller <laughs> pee <pee-pee? laughs> It's not bad enough that I'm a ghost in a fucking <laughs> school <Lord>. lab with, <laughs> with all this beef jerky. Let's listen to another song. Um, what do we got here? Let's listen to some Ultra Bus. He put out this album called Yacht Master. And uh, let's listen to this one, man. This is When It's Love. 
And that was When It's Love by Ultrabus. And this is Andy's Playlist Warehouse. We're listening to cool tracks, talking to cool people, like the awesome listeners and supporters of Beyond Synth, like Akio, yes. who hangs yes. out with donors. There are dead people. We can say corpses. It's fine. We're not, we're not in the lab, so like, <laughs> they, won't, they won't be mad at me. So, so then, okay, so did you learn anything interesting during this whole uh, dissecting process? We are like, oh, I never knew that the fucking knee bone was connected to the hip bone or whatever it's interesting seeing different surgeries because some of the the courses we got were like uh you know older sometimes they had like other health problems oh like so you crack somebody open and they got like a metal hip and shit yeah 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 sometimes we would see like yeah we would see like knee like replacement knees hips Mm. like stints you know like oh this or and sometimes this person the the person that we had was i think he was like an alcoholic so like his liver was fucking huge Mm. it was like it was it was to the point where it it really surprised a lot of people so yeah sometimes you're seeing like certain like pathologies and because usually they're supposed to get kind of healthy bodies but sometimes you just don't know until you open them up yeah so it's interesting seeing those types of like procedures or like the aftermath of the procedure like oh this is how they did it this is like okay because normally you don't see it so it's, it's very interesting it's like oh this is very smooth You're like it's very smooth like, oh, <laughs> this, this is nice. so does that did that change anything about your own life did you go like once you saw a giant liver go maybe i should take better care of my liver Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, and that only lasts for maybe a couple months, and you're <laughs> going back to eating crap. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying to do that right now. I've been uh, counting my calories. Oh yeah, I mean it's hard because I'm not a really sweet tooth person anymore. Um, I like savory, but it just the amount of like salt I eat is like horrible. Sugar is not so bad anymore, but uh, it's I think it's like the salt and other crap that I'm eating. What's your favorite food? <laughs> oh, favorite food? Oh my god! I think I'm I'm still a pizza guy. I, I still love my pizza. I like burgers too. I, I love I love a nice burger. Yeah, and some of like the gre- like the greasy fucking burger. I love that shit with a side of fries. Yep, it is a classic. I'm gonna think I'm gonna do that after this. Yeah. I want to do that too, actually. I'm getting a little better at frying them. I used to try making homemade burgers, and I think I put too much thought into it. Sometimes you just have to just like just slap that shit on there and just like cook it up and just eat it. Yeah, man. Like that's the thing because I'd be like, okay, I'm like putting a bit of egg and fucking you know breadcrumbs and salt and pepper. Like I'm like trying to do all this stuff to it. And then my brother was cooking some homemade burgers, and it was just fucking just straight ground beef. He just took the ground beef, made a patty, threw it on there, kind of sprinkled some salt on it while it was frying, flipped it, put some cheese on there and it was like one of the better burgers I'd eat and I he didn't do anything to it I'm like you can do that like you can just fucking just put ground beef on the thing and like not even because I keep on watching all these YouTube videos and they're all like okay you're gonna need one egg oh, yeah. you're gonna need some fucking breadcrumbs <laughs> you're gonna need this and you're gonna want all this stuff like if you're doing like a smash burger you can just fucking just throw the beef on there and just for, and it doesn't even take long like to yeah, fry a burger because I find it more satisfying yeah when you just do that because like as, you know as much as I like sometimes like putting effort into like my burger but sometimes I think it's just more satisfying and, and I think it just uh, you get that instant gratification where you just kind of like and then you just cook it up and you eat it and you're like oh yeah that was nice that's my favorite kind of gratification is when it sounds like <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the only way that's the only way we're like in and out in and out well look man listen we're gonna listen to another song and then maybe we'll say goodbye I'm sorry we just talked about dead bodies the whole time if there's something else you want <laughs> to talk fine. about yeah, I'll fine. give you that opportunity but we're gonna listen to a song first and uh, then we will come back so how about this one from Jonatron this is Anti-Star
And that was Anti-Star by Jonatron. That's a cool song. And uh, we're back here. Andy's playlist warehouse. Warehouse full of songs that I am now playing for the world. That's the whole premise of these shows. And we're talking to the cool people who support Beyond Synth, like Akio. And we've uh, we spent this whole time talking about dead bodies. Is there something you wanted to talk about before I hang up on you? <laughs> I think uh, the, the dead bodies was actually fun. So like, I don't really care. Okay. See, you're a cool guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dead, dead bodies. Yeah, man. Well, look, it's uh, it was uh, nice to chat with you there. I guess yes. we haven't really chatted like before, this. right? I've said your name apparently incorrectly all these years. No, I think there was one time you did say it correctly. And then I forgot. But you went back to saying it the other way. Yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's <was> classic me. <laughs> I make a big deal to like try and pronounce something correctly, and then uh, my brain just resets to the old thing, and what can you do? I mean, it's close enough, so it's not like... It's it's not like horrible, so it, it's it's completely fine. Yeah, Makio, a classic Irish name. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> from the <laughs> from the, the Nakasone, yeah, yeah, yeah. Northern, southern. I have no idea where. I'm terrible with geography. Yeah, so. <laughs> I'm not though. That was some good stuff. So look, man, listen. Well, you have a lovely day, and I uh, wish you success in your new career path. I guess you got another year of uh, corpsing. Yeah, yeah, well, I think we're, we I left that behind. Oh, so yeah, the corpsing's so done. That's just like... Yeah, that was just the first semester, and that, those are kind of like shock you to get you into the whole thing. Right, right, right. right. So now they're going to bring in just actual old people who are still alive? Yeah, exactly. So you get to, you know, work with them. Or whoever. There's a wide range of things. Why do you need to know about the face? I think it's less to do with us and more to do with, like, the other uh, professions that we're working with. Okay. But sometimes you do have to know it because um, there's, there's a lot of other stuff to know because they want you to know certain things if you see it. If you're practicing and you see someone with a certain pathology, you want to, you know, you're like, okay, instead of saying, oh, that's nothing, you want to be, okay, maybe you should actually see, you know, like, like a doctor or, you know, and... Because sometimes you know you, you'll you'll catch things as a physical therapist, and right. to even to something you can't do, but you can always refer out and have like a doctor save their life. You know, it's just it's just so you can like know about it. You know, oh, okay. so you can know about certain things. Yeah. So like you're getting someone, and you're like stretching their legs out and getting their hamstrings working again. And you look up and like, what the fuck's that thing on your face? <laughs> Sometimes that happens. You're like, oh, maybe you're having a stroke right now, you know? And so, yeah, yeah, things like that. So, and let me tell you, I know that because one time I had to cut up some dead body's face. (laughs) Like, I had to play it. I I saw their skull, you know? So, uh, I think I know. Too bad you don't get to keep the skull. That'd be cool. Yeah, I know. Sometimes you're like, you see certain things. Like, oh, there's like, oh, there's like a chip bone. I want, I want, I want to keep this chip bone. Or like, I remember uh, this, there's this um, one of the instructors. Like, hey, did you ever see a eardrum before? I was like, no. He's like, do you want to see one? I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You just see him with like a hammer, just like <laughs> cracking open his skull. Like, here you go. I'm like, oh, that's that's very small. Yeah, that's interesting. See, again, I'd be like the prankster guy. Be like, hey, do you ever wanted to see what a yeah, like an eardrum looks like? Sure, and then just turn around, just hand him the penis on the plate again like i would just always have this i would always have this you have to close your eyes you have to close your yeah, eyes yeah. I, would do that. I would do that for everything though that'd be awesome just like i mean it's really interesting for your job to really know what a spinal disc looks like oh yeah so here you go and there's fucking penis on the plate <laughs> gotcha you stupid idiot it's like like those old uh those snakes in a can yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, I'm just like, it's all penises. I think that's exactly what I'm picturing too. That's the worst part. 
Oh, man. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, listen, yeah. it was nice chatting with you. Uh, <laughs> you have a nice lovely day, you. and uh, good luck with your courses, and uh, I'm sure you'll pass it. You sound like a clever guy. Uh, yeah, I hope so. Uh, I hope so. Eh, I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, it'll, it will be fine, God yes. damn it. <laughs> and uh, that's all I know. So uh, have a lovely day. All right. Uh, Akio. All right, everybody. Thank you. You don't need to th- well, thank everybody. What do we- <laughs> I'm well, like, okay, I'm- I'll just say thank you. <laughs> like, like, you're the one doing the interview. Okay, fine. I'll just thank you. <laughs> As you said that, I just turned around and looked behind me, just like, is he talking to you? Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, you take care, dude. All right. Thanks, man. And that was my chat with Akio. He's a cool guy. That was fun. It's always fun learning all these silly things about people's lives, you know. And I seem to hyper focus on the, you know, I think everybody, when they call in, they assume we're going to talk about like Back to the Future or whatever. And then as soon as, <laughs> as soon as I find out some little silly detail, it's like, nope, this segment's about corpses. So let's listen to another song and then we'll go chat with somebody else. I got a cool one here from Astral Tales from the album Ray Tracers. This is Under the Gates of Osiris.
And that was Under the Gates of Osiris from Astral Tales from the album Ray Tracers. And this is Andy's Playlist Warehouse. We're listening to all the cool songs I wanted to play over the year and chatting with cool Beyond Synth listeners and patrons. And now let's chat with somebody else. So I am uh, on the phone right now, all the way from Thailand. It's Rama Branch. Hello, Andrew. How are you, man? Yeah, yeah, all good. Starting my day. What? What time is it over there? We are 9 a.m. right now, but I woke up a few hours ago. There was a football game I wanted to watch. So, yeah, I wake up super early anyways, so it's not that bad as it sounds, but yeah. Okay, because it's nighttime for me. Yeah, that's how time zones work. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a challenge sometimes when we have to find a time to record with someone, but yeah. Canada and Thailand is not the worst, I think. The nice thing is the 12-hour time difference Mm-hmm. is a lot easier to wrap my head around because it's easy. you just switch the AM to the PM. Exactly, yes. Yeah, yeah, but sometimes it gets... And you know, some countries do half an hour change. I don't remember which ones, but they do like, they don't change a full hour, but they do half an hour. So yes. that's weird. I don't know why anyone would do that, but yeah. Yeah, it's wacky. So really, the only good ones are the 12-hour ones, because even one more hour left or right, like an 11-hour difference or a 13-hour difference, and I just get confused as hell. It just screws There's me up. There's a website for that, the time and date, where you can convert time zones. I use it all the time for scheduling calls and all that. Because there's another website I'm always at. Uh, Pornhub. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I don't know the time zone functionality in that one, yeah. but I heard of it. <laughs> My, a friend told me about it. Yeah, yeah, at, yeah. At yeah. Point. Sorry, that's what I mean. I mean, a friend of mine is always looking at that site, uh-huh. and uh, he's a real pervert. He's the one. He's the same one that that recommend you Pirate Bay, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe it's the same guy. We might have the same site guy. Well, we'll just call him uh, Eichel Mokley. Uh, that's a very good name you came up with on the go. Yeah, I yeah, remember yeah. you used to say you were terrible for this, but it seems like you're improving. Listen, I've been doing this show for 10 years. I that's true. Hopefully I'm getting better at something. Yeah, it would be very sad if you were going backwards, right? But no. No, that's not my way. I don't you go backwards. You actually keep track of your audience? Like, if it's growing, how much is growing? You have any clue about that? <laughs> I have a sort of idea. Okay, and it's a good one? Hey, next topic. <laughs> I hear you, you live in Thailand, right? What's that like? You having fun over there? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, it's all right. It's a very, very easy country to live in, Mm. especially as a foreigner. Very convenient, quite cheap too. Weather is, for the most part, good. You have some rainy season that is kind of annoying. And the worst, at least where I live, is the pollution season. It's just when they set all the countryside on fire pretty much mm. after they, they harvest and because it's an area with a lot of mountains or the pollution get stacked here and it doesn't go away so you have very very poor air quality and before coming here I was like that's probably exaggeration right like it's, it cannot be that bad but the first one I was here was like oh my this is this is a lot to deal with you know like yeah, you yeah, really yeah. feel it on your body on your like you cannot go outside some days because it's super fucking bad well you know what's a cool thing to do when you're inside is listening to cool music so I got a track here from Conrad Selinski it's actually a cover of uh, the James Bond song Skyfall uh, but it's like a synthwave kind of version so this is cool so let's listen to that and then we'll keep chatting man this is uh conrad selinski with skyfall featuring marlin
And that was Conrad Selinski with the track Skyfall featuring Marlin, a cover of uh, the Adele James Bond song. And that's cool. And what else is cool is talking to cool people like Rama, who's uh, an awesome uh, Beyond Synth listener and supporter, all the way in Thailand, talking about when they slash and burn. Mm. You said you, you don't like playing covers, but recently you've been playing a few. I don't mind it. I like some. So, yeah, good for you. Well, it just depends. Like, I like when they're interested in some way like because there is a lot of covers but then like you know if someone sends me like it's a cover of the fucking running up that hill by what's her face I'm like dude like Kate Bush yeah yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) come on now yeah 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 you can do better than that be more original right you know when I was in Thailand I think I was there for some of that burning in Chiang Mai yes yeah it, we Ooh. were driving up a hill because uh, I remember I got car sick because we were up that hill yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly we no we were in like a little van because we were doing like a little kind of touristy thing and they were driving people mm-hmm. in this van and uh, yeah like uh, as we were going up winding up this hill and then the forest in the distance was all on fire and my dad was explaining to me hmm. uh, slashing and burning and then I got car sick and then I I kind of threw up into my hands because I was too embarrassed to like tell the guy to stop but I did eventually tell the guy to stop but it was like at the point of no return so I'm like oh can you stop I'm gonna get sick and then fucking as, he, as the door is opening I'm like Bleh, like holding out my hands to- uh, yeah a lot of curves right uh, <laughs> up north there a lot of curves I know I know the feeling I've been there before yeah I know what you mean so when when was that how long ago did you come to Thailand shit uh 97 oh wow that's a long while huh yeah 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 almost no internet right yeah there's no internet it was after mortal kombat the movie <laughs> that's the metric yeah because i was excited to go to ayutaya where the temples are uh-huh, uh-huh. that's where they filmed ah, uh, yeah okay that's where they filmed the beginning yeah right? yeah yeah um, your brother's soul is mine and oh like, yes that's yes, the, yes, <laughs> so that's the place so i was really excited to go there and what about that moment when the storm begins and i think it's at the end of the first movie that's ayutaya too right yes yeah 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 the transition between first and second that when they start the second movie is funny because it's like Johnny Cage is a different guy. Johnny Cage is a different guy. Sony is a different lady. Raiden is a different guy. Yes. Shao yes. Kahn looks nothing like he does at the end of the movie and I think they're in a different place as well. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what makes <laughs> Annihilation so fucking good. You know, I love the movie. Uh, I used to like it for real as a kid and then when I look at it later with a better eye, mm. it was like, oh no, this is so fucking bad but I still cannot help to like it, you know. Well, how how old are you? I'm 32. Okay, so that makes a bit more sense because I'm I'm 42. Okay. So when I first saw that movie, it was too late. I was too old and and jaded to like, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like if I was a little kid, I might have yeah yeah enjoyed it. Yeah. If I was two or three years younger, I might have just been happy to see the characters and like hey they you Cyrax or whatever. But it, it didn't yeah work. They, they they throw in a lot of characters in in a in a movie like a lot of them. Sometimes doesn't even make sense. They just mention them like Aval or I think. He doesn't show up, but they mention him or something. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah. I wanted to see the most characters available as much as I could. So I like that, but yeah, it sucks. The, yeah. the effects are so fucking bad. At the end, when, when the dragon dies <laughs> and it melts, you can see frame by frame how the... No, no, it's Oh, no, the it's worst. the worst. Like the... Watching it more recently, I was... 
shocked at like not I mean obviously the effects are bad but there's some stuff that's like really bad like where you see the seams of the effects like you see the sky wiggling in the in the background and you literally just see like a harsh straight line where the JPEG of the sky ends oh my god yeah, and it's like yeah. and they're just sort of using like the warp tool like in Photoshop to like make it look wiggly like it's and just the script sucks when, when they are I remember always this part when they are in you know those the underground tunnels that mm. they go in this ball, spinning ball. Yeah. And I think it's Kitana and Liu Kang that they are in the same spinning ball. Oh, yeah. And she's like, oh, you have to hold me. And he places the chin on her shoulder and that, like, that's going to help, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> just to show that they have some kind of romantic connection to throw that in there. But yeah, it's terrible. Oh, yeah, man. No, it's, it yeah. is the worst. But I'll tell you what's cool mm. is cool music. So let's listen to this track from Frankie. This is Wannabe. Yeah. <laughs> 
And that was Wannabe by Frankie. I wonder if it's Frankie. No, it's Frankie. It's got to be Frankie. That would be weird. Anyway, look, we're here. It's Andy's Playlist Warehouse, listening to awesome music that I didn't get to during the year, but we're getting to it now, and we're talking to Rama. What's up? All the way from Thailand, but actually from Uruguay. Is that correct? Mm, yeah, that's correct. W- when did you move from Uruguay to Thailand? Like eight years ago. It was December 2015, so yeah. And this was something you just did as yourself like not with your family like yeah no no just me just me i wanted to live <laughs> yeah uh, i was in new zealand before for a year doing like uh, working holiday visa that's very popular back home yeah and i like that a lot being able to travel but i didn't like doing the kind of jobs that i had to do in new zealand so i was like okay i'm gonna go back home you didn't get to work in hobbiton ah uh, no <laughs> no i went to mordor when i was there yeah uh, <laughs> i think is the the, the place yeah. like it really looks like mordor beautiful country in new zealand a beautiful country to visit but yeah not for me to live. It's kind of like Uruguay, very chill, very mellow, very straight. So yeah, I need more noise, you know, more more neon, more shit like that. And Asia, it's all about that. I don't think I know anything about Uruguay at all. That's because you don't like uh, football, soccer. Is that what it is? That's, 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 their, that's the deal? That's what we do. Yeah, okay. that's what we do. Football, and we have this president that was very popular a few years ago called Mujica, that they named it the poorest president in the world. And we drink a lot of mate. You know mate? No, I don't. It's like this drink that it's not only from Uruguay, but it's mostly South American, Uruguay, Argentina. Uh, it's very popular. I'm drinking right now, actually. That's why I remember. But yeah, that's maybe another reason why you would know know us. But if you don't like football, that's the one that everyone gets, you know, like football. So yeah, I guess you guys are more into ice hockey and all that. I mean, I guess. <laughs> not I'm, not really a, I'm not really a sports know, guy, I, you know, I'm a I, more of ga- a gaming guy. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean, yeah. But yes, hockey is, uh, although technically speaking, our national sport lacrosse is right? lacrosse. That's, look at it. You know about everything. You're a smart I, I mean, guy, that one I, I know randomly, but yeah, yeah, I was surprised because I thought it was ice hockey and it was, no, it's lacrosse. The only time I heard about lacrosse before before was in American Pie. Mm. They played that, right? And he was like, what? This is the national sport. Makes no sense. I thought it was ice hockey. Yeah. Mm. To be fair, I don't even think I've ever seen lacrosse played in my life. I don't even know what it looks like to play. So how come is the national sport? I have no idea. What about when you were in, in school? Did you play any sports? They make you play anything? Like force you to play? Yeah, like in gym class. But when they're playing shit I don't like, like I didn't really try very hard. Mm. The only thing I ever liked was badminton. Mm, okay, that's an uh, interesting sport. You know, hitting the birdie doesn't require a lot of force. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because I thought when I was young I might like tennis. Mm-hmm. And then my mom got one of my brother's friends who played tennis. Like, oh, maybe he can show you how to play. And then we tried once. And I'm like, oh, you really have to swing this fucking thing hard <laughs> to like make the tennis ball go. And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I hated it because I liked badminton because... You just go, you know. Okay. So you went for the easier version of tennis. Exactly. Because I'm not strong and I don't like sports. And like, I just wanted to do the one that where you just go and the fucking birdie goes. I mean, you still have to run back and forth, but Mm -hmm. you know, you have to do that in tennis as well. You have to swing really hard in tennis. Can't imagine. I never played, but yeah, it looks draining. I still had this impression that when you play tennis, it's just like, like badminton, but it's not at all. It looks very easy on the TV, right? When yeah. you see the guys, it's like, oh, yeah, anyone could do that. The yeah, yeah, you yeah. Have to. Yeah, it happens with a lot of things. Remember who was the hot chick tennis player? Mm. It was like a big deal. Mm. Oh, she was blonde. A, a Russian? Some, some, some Russian? Probably. Uh, I mean, I, women tennis players I know is the, the Williams bro- sisters, right? No, it wasn't them. It was 
it was before them because like the whole thing was people were just paying attention because the chick was hot. Ooh. And I've this was like when I was in high school. Kornikova. <laughs> Anna Kornikova, right? Okay, okay. Anna Kornikova. Okay, she, she was the Russian. Yeah, and that name sounded familiar. Dude, yeah. I remember this was like a big deal, and no one cared about tennis. But then there was like this moment for a while, just because of this one female tennis player was just really hot. The one I remember from back then was Andrea Agassi. That was like the Nadal or the Federer back then, right? That was the name. That was was his thing. deal that he got mad all the time? Maybe, maybe. I don't remember that much. I just remember his name. Oh yeah. Well, look, I'll tell you what I remember is that every few minutes. I play cool music, so I want to listen to this one. It's called Atlantic Avenue by Spez Invicta. And that was Spes Invicta with the track Atlantic Avenue. Awesome music all day long. Talking to Rama Branch. Hey there. Uh, I'm super happy I got three very good segues on my call. Like, you're getting <laughs> much better at this. Before it felt very forced, but these three were very, very smooth. Listen, man, there's nothing forced about this show. <laughs> all right? Everything runs perfectly smoothly. I'm sure, I'm sure. Yeah, you don't have a, a small army there working for you. Of Pakistani yeah. editors. And 
I could. I'll go on Fiverr, but I, I don't think they'll do the job I want them to do. I mean, it must. I, I was very bad at delegating in, when I had to do something in high school and in primary school. You know, when they make you do teamwork, mm. I would do everything myself just because I wanted it done like this. Yes. Maybe if you suffer from something similar, it must be very hard to, to find people to take care of your stuff, right? Yeah, well, I'm a fucking, uh, yeah, I have a certain way of doing things. And mm -hmm. in the past, you know, a few people did volunteer, but it just ended up being more work. Because you had to explain them. Yeah, there's that. And then you have to like format files in different ways. Because when people volunteer, it's like, well, I edit using Photoshop to edit music or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, so I got to fucking deliver the file in a different thing now and all this stuff. Like, ideally, what I want is just like a clone of me mm. to just show up and just be like, yes, I use the exact same program you do. And I edit the exact same way you do. And like, good. Now you go ahead and do that. It all comes down if you can afford someone. I'm sure many people would be happy to be a clone of you for the right amount of money. So Yeah, that's the thing. You just need that rich oil baron that you keep talking about. When he comes, you can get someone to... Yes, that's true. I think I've given up on that dream. Uh, don't give up on your dreams, Andy. Come on. <laughs> come my, on. My dream that's a for someone... message for the audience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess it just depends on what your dream is, because there's nothing really noble about the dream of wanting some rich person to give you money. Wanting a sugar daddy. What's the problem with that? Or a sugar mommy? Well, but I don't want to do any sex things. Ah, well, I mean, you're asking for a lot there, you know? Like yep. someone that... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wish it was that easy. <laughs> How much money would it take? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Everyone has a weird price. You know, I could sit there Everyone and be like... Everyone has a number. And people that don't, they are stupid, plain stupid. Like, I don't want to name numbers, but if someone comes with a million, let's say, and you say no, like, maybe you are super, super proud of yourself, but you are an idiot, you know? Like, if someone offers you one million dollars for whatever, like, there are very little things that I wouldn't do for one million dollars, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm married, though, so, like, there's certain things that would be, like, it would be, like, a big conversation. I mean, one million dollars is a very small conversation, I think, with any any wife or, like, hey, honey, I have this offer for one million dollars. I'm sure your wife would push you towards that person yeah but if it was like hey this oil baron wants to fuck you and it's a guy you know I'd be like for a million dollars I think it would be harder on you than your wife your wife would be super <laughs> well, happy especially to especially if they're having sex with me <laughs> like I guess it depends there, there on the scenario there was a movie about that with Robert Redford yeah Indecent Proposal okay I never watched it but I know the plot and yeah 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 but except he offers a million to have sex with the guy's wife Yeah, like the joke was like, would you get one million dollars? Would you do one million dollars to do Robert Redford? And it was like, yes, if I can save that much money, I would. Because it's like, who wouldn't? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My issue is, I don't trust anyone. So if someone just said like, oh, I'll give you a million dollars if you fucking look at my balls or whatever, I'd be like... <laughs> Yeah, but what if I just do it and then you go like, ha ha. And you just look at some balls for nothing. That would be so fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. There's a I quote. mean, you can negotiate a upfront payment, maybe. Half <laughs> when you look at them before and then the rest after. Yeah. I wonder if someone is into that because I would be super down to do it. So I, I leave the message out there now that people are listening. If someone want to pay me to... And I charge less than one million. Huh? Like yeah, yeah. way less. I can do it for less. Andy maybe do it for one mil, but I can negotiate. I have... Well, especially yeah. if the task is just to look at balls. Yeah, that doesn't sound bad at all, you know? I mean, it's, that's not hard, you know? So, I mean... 
Hey, man. Yeah, probably no one wants that because otherwise it would be a saturated market. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people <laughs> wanting to look. But, you know, there's very weird people in this world. So maybe, maybe, maybe somewhere in the dark web there's something like that going on. There's weird people in this world. There certainly is. But I tell you what's awesome mm. is cool music like what I'm going to play you now. All right. So this is a track from The Runaway Wild. And uh, it's called The Last Ones Left. And that was The Last Ones Left by The Runaway Wild on Andy's Playlist Warehouse. And we're just having a lot of fun listening to cool music, talking to cool people. Like Rama Branch. Hmm. Hello. Used to live in Uruguay, went to New Zealand, then went to Thailand. That's me. So when you got there, was like the first mission, like, oh, I got to go get myself one of them Thailand ladies. Is that the mission? Not really. First, I needed like an apartment. Then I needed <laughs> a bank account. Yeah. 
And yeah, eventually I got to that. I was in a relationship for a while, but now I'm not anymore. So yeah. I remember when I was there, everyone seemed, they, they seemed friendly. Like it, it was a friendly place. Yeah, yeah. I think Thailand is very friendly for the foreigner, but once you want to dig deeper, mm. they don't open up as other cultures do, you know? Like I've been here eight plus years and maybe I have one or two Thai friends. Most of my friends are other foreigners. So that's not like like back home, Latino culture in general. We're very welcoming. We're very warm. We're very kind. Mm. Maybe Thai people, they are more like that on the surface, but they don't really let you in. You know what I mean? Asian culture in general, it's kind of like that, I think, from what I saw. Yeah, because we were, we were tourists, right? So maybe there is an aspect of... Yeah, yeah, we have money. We come from money from abroad. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it makes total sense, right? Like they want to do that. But yeah, that on the long run kind of got to me, you know, like yeah. not feeling fully integrated. I speak decent Thai. I've been here around. I follow the rules in a way. So, and yet I feel like an outsider. So yeah, that's kind of why I'm thinking of going back to South America next year. So let's see. Do you eat noodles from a noodle cart and drink Fanta? Uh, no, <laughs> that's something you saw when you were here. Yeah. That's very specific. <laughs> well, I just remember there's a lot of these like noodle carts. Noodle cart. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, I mean, noodles are huge here and fanta the fanta part i'm not so sure they put it on the offerings you know they have like shrines outside business mm. and they always put like a red fanta they have red fanta here that for some reason that's the one the spirits seem to like <laughs> so everywhere you see yeah, yeah everywhere you see these shrines these buddhist shrines outside business high houses and they have this red fanta bottle open that's some kind of offering for the spirits so yeah i remember i went to a there's a ceremony of the dead or something but i, I don't think that was thailand was that malaysia mm. Singapore, where they uh, you buy paper things and you burn them, mm. and it's like they represent stuff for the dead. So, like if um, you know if your relative was a photographer, you buy like a paper camera mm. and then you burn it. Interesting, but I don't think it was Thailand. But where the fuck was? Yeah, it? no, that doesn't sound. Fun. I I would know about that if it happened here. Here we have the one with the lanterns. You know that you light the lantern and it goes up on the sky and one where you play some kind of homemade raft on the river the mm. day of the river and yeah that happens next week I think yeah all Buddhist festivities but that one about the dead I never heard of sounds cool huh I'm interested now if you can find out where it was let me know it was funny because they wrote hell on everything they wrote what because I, I still have some of the fake money okay because I bought all these like stacks of fake money because you would burn them as an offering for the dead like they would get the money uh -huh. where they are but they said like hell banknote on them Ooh. Oof, that sounds kind of spooky, no? But I think it's just a language thing. Okay. It was just like, just to have English words on there. Like maybe, I don't think they meant it that way. So they could have write anything, not only hell, like dick or, yeah. Yeah, like maybe it's just more sort of like tongue in cheek. Mm. What the fuck was that? I'm sorry, now that I don't have any information, I feel, um, I can't, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed, but it's okay. You hold can on, hold on. Let's see if ChatGPT, now keep in mind, I stopped paying for ChatGPT4. What? ChatGPT4. pay for ChatGPT? What was the advantage of doing that? Uh, it's, it's a lot better. How? Like ChatGPT4 is just smarter. Hmm. It's smarter and it can do more things. Like you can like feed it Excel spreadsheets and it can like organize data and stuff like that. Um, Interesting. Okay. In Southeast Asia, there is a tradition of burning paper effigies for the dead. Do you know this custom? Question mark. 
the Chinese Ghost Festival, but I wasn't in China. Where where would I have been? Malaysia, Singapore. Yeah, there are many Chinese in those countries. Malaysia, Singapore. Yeah, with a significant Chinese uh, diaspora. Mm. So I was in Hong Kong, Malaysia, and Singapore. So it would have been one of those. There you go. Probably Malaysia. Yeah, both of them have a lot. Malaysia and Singapore have many, many Chinese people. So I'm sure it must. Maybe yeah, there the we go. Yeah. During the Ghost Festival, it is believed the spirits of the deceased are allowed to return to the earthly realm to honor and appease these spirits. People engage in various rituals and customs. One common practice is burning of joss paper, also known as ghost money or spirit money, as well as paper effigies of objects like houses, cars, and other items. Look at that. The cultural hour in Andy's Beyoncé. Ghost Money sounds like a, that's a fucking album title or a song title. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or Gotta give me name. that Ghost Money, Ghost Money. Ghost Money 1984. <laughs> to make it synthwave, right? We, yeah. have, we are in a synthwave show. We have to throw yes. something like that in there. What yeah. would happen if, if my sugar daddy would give me the money on condition that this show isn't synthwave anymore? Ah, you can rename it. You can do, like, take the money, do whatever he wants, and then you do Beyond Synth 2 on site. Yeah, gotta take that ghost money. Take it, take it. Whenever you can, you have to take it, yeah. So you want to go back to South America? Yeah, Brazil maybe, because it's kind of close to home, but not really Brazil! Home. Yeah, you been there? No, I just like saying it that way because of Street Fighter. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where <laughs> Blank is from. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I, Brazil! Yeah, yeah. Japan! That's how I started learning geography by, by, by oh, okay, this is India where Dalsim comes from. Yeah. And they, they had the Thai guy, you know, like uh, Sagat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that movie was, Street Fighter movie was filmed in Thailand too, I think. Uh, Shadaloo is Thailand. I'm pretty sure about that. Maybe not 100% like I am with Mortal Kombat, but I'm pretty sure it was filmed here. I mean, it's possible. Yeah. I, to be honest with you, I have not sat through that movie in decades. No, but you watched it back then, right? I watched it once. Okay. See, Mortal Kombat, as horrible as Mortal Kombat Annihilation is, mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat is my favorite like fighting game franchise, just one of my favorite franchises in general, so I tolerate the shitty things more. Mm-hmm. Street mm-hmm. Fighter, mm-hmm. I don't care about as much, so, yeah. the, so the movie I have no real sometimes I'll fast forward through it and watch like a scene and then I'm reminded of how bad they it is. have Jean-Claude Van Damme yes that's true uh, yeah everyone was miscast in that movie who else was in there I don't remember much besides that there's um Kylie Minogue she plays Cammy. oh no way and Migna Wen uh who's in like Star Wars shows now and stuff and she played Chun-Li hmm. she's actually always looked the same she's a really attractive woman for being like 60 I think she is she's, I think she's 60 uh, what what you said her name was uh, Ming-Na I think it's like Ming-Na Ming. Wen is that, was that her name is hold on let me type oh, in yeah I have her here Street Fighter 1994 The Book of Boba Fett Mulan dude she is she's either 59 or 60 60 November 20, 1963, born in Macau. Hey, I went to Macau. No way. It's full of casinos. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's true. That's that's what he's famous for, right? I didn't go to any, though, because I was young, you know? Mm. Your dad took you there, like, on that trip? Yeah. And you went to Hong Kong, too, right? Yes. Hong Kong is awesome. I went to Hong Kong, and we took a little two-day detour where we just took a little ferry and went to Macau. Okay, it's very, it's very close, yeah. Hong Kong is so fucking nice. I think it's my favorite place on Earth. It's so cyberpunk, you know? That was the one thing when we were there. It did rain pretty much every day, but I do remember it was very clean, especially the subway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, that's, like, one of 
of the cleanest, most efficient subways I think I'd ever been in. It was like, mind you, maybe it's in 20 years it's changed, but I remember at the time it was very clean. Yeah, no, no, it's very clean, but like you have super high tech and also you have some back alleys and some sure. buildings that are very, very low life. So you have that mix of both. That makes it very cyberpunk. When we went to Singapore, for example, mm -hmm. Singapore was also very clean. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember that it was like, it, it was just very new and modern looking, but it was one of the only countries where I ever saw rats. Mm. And I just remember thinking it was so interesting of like the one place that was really sort of the most clean and modern mm -hmm. was the one place I saw fucking rats running around. I'm surprised. Yeah, I never thought Singapore would be like that. Yeah. Yeah, they are a special thing. That, that tiny country is so, so weird, so, so different to everything else around them. But so. I didn't chew any gum because I didn't want to get that. arrested, <laughs> man, and get I fucking whipped. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever the fuck they do. <laughs> they are very strict. They have a sign on the Singapore Airlines uh, planes in the front seat in front of you that says, bringing drugs into Singapore is punishable with death. And I'm like, come on, you tell me now, like, like when I'm in the plane already. <laughs> He's like, you should let me know before, you know, that's not fair. What do I do now with all this cocaine I have? No, <laughs> hey, I'm from South America. What do exactly. you expect? Exactly. Say hello to my little friend. Yeah, listen, say hello to some music. I want to listen to a track here from uh, Telen Devic from his album Six Hit Combo. This is uh, Breakwater Dance.
And that was Breakwater Dance by Telen Devik. That's a cool song. And we're here, Andy's Playlist Warehouse. We're listening to cool songs. We're talking to Rama Branch about uh, funny... You know what, actually? Mm-hmm. Speaking of fucked up signs, maybe it was even Singapore where this happened. Is that Singapore or Malaysia? We were visiting one tourist site, mm-hmm. and there was a place where they didn't want trespassers. Mm. And honestly, the sign made me laugh, but it's also because I wasn't really like thinking about it like rash. Like I was a kid, but it just said, trespassers will be shot. Mm. And it had a picture of a stick man with a rifle and another stick man getting shot. That's very graphic. But like, there's no blood. It's just like the one stick man getting shot is sort of like falling backwards. Mm. But I just remember thinking like, what a fucking f- weird sign like it's just it's got a picture of a guy getting shot on it like what a weird message right no trespassing it's the same stick man who like slips Mm -hmm. you know when they say like this place is slippery when wet and there's like a stick man like kind of slipping on some lines yeah it's the same guy (laughs) it's the same stick man he got hired again suffer a lot (laughs) the the worst job in the world you know like Mm. they always yeah make you an example of what not to do yeah (laughs) stupid Anyways, mm. listen, man, we've been talking for a while, but mm. uh, I got to hang up on you. Sounds good, Andy. Thank you for having me. Thank you for the invite. Congratulations on what you do. I really like your show. I hope to have many more seasons. What what, what happened with Andy's spaceship? Well, right now, the set is just in pieces in my basement. Mm, okay. So we have, we're going to have to wait a little bit. I would like to make more. It's just, it's tough because it's a lot of work. Mm. And a lot of that work is to make it look like there isn't much work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just, yeah, because yeah. since it's all me, mm-hmm. all the puppeteering, like everything, it's all me. And so like that, every single shot of that show is a special effects shot. I mean, mm. if I just had a puppeteer, it would cut down like 80% of the work if I just had somebody there like doing the... <sighs> That's not easy to find right especially now that you're living in a small town finding a puppeteer must be a challenge yeah, yeah, yeah. But, not yeah. that I'm a puppeteer so have to keep waiting. it was really hard uh, too it, it, said, it sounds stupid but like my hand really hurt when I did like <laughs> puppeteering stuff <laughs> yeah well and we, we're gonna get by with Beyond scene then yeah, in the meantime w- one of these days I'll do some more I mean like they, they are fun to make it's just no one watches them so it's hey I do come on it's tough editing a video for like six months that like yeah, five cool. people watch it's like it's I know I know, I know what you mean I'm just joking I'm yeah I know it must be hard a one man show is always hard yeah but hey man hey, thank you for everything huh? thank you for doing what you do I know you say you suck and all that but I know deep down you know it's not true and that you have a very strong following well listen man you're a cool guy <laughs> thank you you do and uh, thanks for supporting and then listening to the show and, and that stuff I mean it's uh, it means a lot to me man and I hope your trip back to South America is uh, easy thank you thank you very much thank you alright well you take care dude you too bye bye <laughs> bye And that was my conversations with the awesome Beyond Synth listeners and patrons. And that was Andy's Playlist Warehouse, a nice seven-part series to end Season 11 of Beyond Synth. So, I hope you all had a happy New Year. We had a very low-key... This might be my lowest-key New Year's ever, because uh, there's lots of COVID in the house right now. So, we just kind of stayed home, and I played Stardew Valley. I'm trying to earn $2 million so I can get that return scepter, and that way I can go into the desert and go fight monsters in that cave and teleport back home before I fall asleep. So far, I'm doing okay. 
But uh, you never know, man. Sometimes it's like you feel like, hey, man, everyone else is sick, but I'm fine. And then like five days later, everyone's kind of getting better. And all of a sudden, like, ah, fuck, I can't uh, breathe. So we'll see. I guess I won't keep you posted because uh, we are going on a break for a little while, probably till the end of the month. And then we will begin season 12 of Beyond Sin. So there's always lots of stuff to do, a lot of uh, clerical things <laughs> before I start a new season of the show. So what have I learned? I learned something, okay? <laughs> That's the... <laughs> So there's a new segment. What have I learned? So here's the deal. Beyond Synth has been my primary project for a long time. And that's why I continually put the audience, which is you, through a bunch of uh, silly experiments. Because I do have to, like, exercise my creativity. And, you know, in a perfect world, that would be making short films and videos and all sorts of other projects. But when I'm primarily focused on Beyond Synth, I still have that need to be like, oh, I gotta do some funny, wacky shit. And Beyond Synth is the only thing I'm doing, so I have to... Pour those ideas into the show, and I know it gets mixed reactions. <laughs> I feel as though this show probably could have been a lot more popular if I literally just kept it consistent all these years. Didn't do anything weird, didn't have weird episodes hosted by robot men and all these other things. And that's just because I am, at heart, a creative guy, and I want to do fun things and experiment. And, you know, sometimes you learn a bit more about your audience and you find out, like, oh, maybe, maybe they really do just like straight straightforward just <laughs> interviews and conversations with people and listening to cool music and all of these sort of wacky side things they sort of put up with. <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is, as we go into the new year, I'm going to be working on other projects to sort of get that creative and silly energy out there and then basically just let Beyond Synth be what Beyond Synth is, the best synthwave chat show there is. Uh, we're going to keep what works and we're going to discard what doesn't. So, yes, we're still going to have the regular interview episodes like we've been doing, and I got a bunch of fun catch-ups and some cool ones lined up for the new year. Uh, everyone seems to enjoy the Marco and Andy Power Hour, so we're still going to do those. Um, we're probably not going to do as many roundtables, just because those are really frustrating to organize. <laughs> so, I'll give you a little peek behind the scenes. It's just really hard to get the four of us together at a time that's convenient to record. I know that people were happy with the return of Mike Mendoza, so that's fun, and we're probably going to do something together as well, although we're still in the planning stages of that. But basically, the plan next year is for Beyond Synth to just be a reliable thing in your life if you are a listener of the show. I know that's sort of a weird... <laughs> It's sort of a weird sell, right? Because normally it's always fun to be like, we got new and crazy things planned for the new year, but like, <laughs> this is sort of the opposite kind of message. This is like, hope you like the status quo. <laughs> and uh, besides that, over the next few weeks, I will be uh, converting episodes for the YouTube versions of the show because those take a bit of work and I'm now about four months behind. So I'm going to put those up and uh, that's what I'm going to be doing. So if you're like, what's going on with Beyond Synth? You can check out the YouTube channel and you'll see that I'll be uploading all of these shows to YouTube, etc. I get this is boring, right? So look, uh, thank you all for listening to Beyond Synth. Tune in next time because it's cool. If you've ever wanted to support the show, you can do that at patreon.com slash beyondsynth. Also, if you are on SoundCloud, there's a PayPal link there and you're support is greatly appreciated. I hope everyone had a nice holiday and I hope you had a fun New Year's and thank you all for listening to Beyond Synth. I would also like to point out that if I do get sick, I'm adding
adding that to my vacation time. <laughs> okay? So, like, if I sit there and go, all right, there's going to be no new episodes for three weeks, and then all of a sudden I get sick for, like, a week and I'm literally just bedridden, that doesn't count. I'm not counting that. Just so we're clear. And for all you people who are new to the show, if you need something to listen to, you know, don't forget, there's like 380 episodes, so there's plenty of fun things in the back catalog. You know, it'd be fun to actually go back and judge the guests and me, you know, uh, how correct we were on some of our predictions. It'd be funny to go back and go, remember when they were really excited for that video game and it turned out to be shit? Or they were really excited for the these sequels to these movies and then they turned out to be garbage, but they all said it was going to be good? You know, it'd be fun going back and seeing. Or maybe we were correct. Maybe you'll go back and go, hey, you know, these people were on the money, you know? I'm just rambling now. Listen, keep being cool. Keep listening to cool music. Feel free to send me some suggestions if you stumble across some cool artists you think I should be aware of. And I'll see you next time on Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. Beyond Synth Radio is produced by Andy Last. Check the show notes for more information on the musicians featured on the show. Consider supporting Beyond Synth at patreon.com slash beyondsynth. Thanks for listening.